Welcome, 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 welcome to the Barnabas Speaks Podcast. I'm your host, Cloyd Brown. If this is your first time listening, I'd like to welcome you to the Barnabas Speaks Podcast. This is a podcast about encouragement, a podcast about empowerment, and a podcast about faith. Uh, I just want to welcome you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for coming back again. Uh, Thank you for those that are sharing, those that are uh, subscribing. And so I just want to say thank you uh, for listening and for coming back each week. So, we have been talking about the now what or what now, and we've been in that series, and it's after you have accepted Christ, what do you do now? And I I wanted to go and continue on, but there's something that's uh, that's on my, my heart, on my mind, uh, much like most of the country. I am I am in the same shock as it goes to uh Mr. Ahmad Arbery, Arbery rather uh who was uh shot and killed who was murdered uh in the city of Brunswick Georgia. Now this hits me doubly hard one because Brunswick Georgia is where I grew up uh, that is where I went to middle school is where I went to high school where I graduated high school from and uh what i where i call home and so it is troubling for me uh because this is my hometown and troubling for me because i saw the video and it's troubling for me even more so because in the neighborhood that uh mr arby was running in or jogging in when he was murdered and he was shot down uh that is maybe five minutes from my house Literally from the house I grew up in, uh, five minutes from my house, five minutes from uh, my my neighborhood. Uh, in fact, when I was in middle school and high school, our my bus route went through uh, Satilla Shores, and so it is. It, it it touches me in a different way because uh, my god brother, my best friend uh, in high school, and still my close friend, my son's godfather. Uh, his neighborhood was right across the street from that neighborhood, uh, and so we we rode bikes uh, over there. We we uh, we ran, and so eleven well not eleven nineteen years ago that could have been me. That could have been us. Could have been my god brother. Could have been my my <laughs> my younger god brother. Could have been. My uh, my brother uh, it could have been my friends, and uh, we are, and this is these are neighborhoods that we run, run in, and so to think that this could happen uh, to a young man who's just jogging. Uh, I've I've been I've seen the video. Unfortunately, I I wish that I had not. Uh, this man is twenty five years old. Twenty five years old, and on February twenty third going on a jog and he was shot he was shot uh, and the challenge with that being that not that he was shot that, that that is a challenge but the challenge was until this national outrage the the police categorized it as self-defense and the fact that uh, the 911 call says, hey, he goes out and 
he decides to he's running and this father and this son see him running and they decide that he's doing something that they have a problem with he's just jogging uh, according to reports uh, the 911 call uh, when they call it in they say hey we see this young man running and so the 911 operator says uh, I need you to tell me what he's doing uh, and they didn't answer they said that there was a series of break-ins but the only break-in that had been actually reported was by that uh, the, the gentleman that did the shooting and it's scary to me. It's scary to me that I am, uh, first of all, let me say this, I am a proud, uh, I believe in the Second Amendment. Uh, I believe in the right to bear arms. Uh, and so I'm not against anyone bearing arms. I'm not against anyone having a weapon. And so I'm, I have the USA Today pulled up today, but I, I just think that it is... It's a sad state of affairs where you can be shot for jogging. They said that they shot him three times. Uh, they chased him. But they felt that it was self-defense. It says, this is the report. It says, what does the, report, the police report say? This is according to USA Today. Aubrey was shot after two men saw him running in their neighborhood and, and armed himself with a gun before getting the trunk to pursue him, according to an incident report filed by Glen County Police. George McMichael told police that he was in, in his front yard when he saw the suspect from the break-ins hauling A down the street. McMichael told police that he and his adult son thought the man matched someone caught on the security camera committing a recent break-in in the neighborhood. McMichael and his son... Travis both grabbed guns because they did they didn't know if the male was armed or not according to the police report he told officers they they first tried to stop Aubrey by shouting stop stop we want to talk to you and Michael said Travis got out of his truck with his shotgun with a shotgun and that Aubrey began to violently attack him and the two men then started fighting over the shotgun the police report said McMichael said his fi his son fired two shots, according to the report. The, the police report says Mc Gregory McMichael turned Aubrey on his back to see if he was armed, but the report doesn't say whether he had a weapon or not. What does the video show? Video of the event has been posted by several sites online, including CNN, which says that it has not it has not independently verified the video. The video, which appears to be shot from a moving vehicle behind the runner shows a black man jogging on the left side of the lane of the, of the two-lane road in broad daylight. A white truck is parked in the road ahead of him. A man stands in, in the pickup bed and another is standing beside the open driver's side door. The runner crosses the road to pass the pickup on the passenger side, then crosses back in front of the truck. Shouting, shouting can be heard. A gunshot sounds and the video shows a runner grappling with the man in the street over what appears to be a shotgun or rifle. A second shot can be heard and the runner can be seen punching the man. A third shot is fired at point blank range. The runner staggers a few feet and falls face down. A statement released by S. Lee Merritt, an attorney representing Aub 
Arbery's mother, Wanda Cooper, said a false narrative had been created that the video disproved. Ms. Mr. Arbery had not committed any crime and there was no reason for these men to believe they had the right to stop him with weapons or to use deadly force in furtherance of their unlawful attempt to stop. This is murder, Merritt said. What do you do? Uh, what, 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 what can you do? Uh, there had no been, there had no, there has no, there was no charges filed. Uh, this also goes in USA Today article. Excuse me. There had been no arrest or charges in the case. Prosecutor Tom Durden said in a statement Tuesday, he said he plans to have grand jury hear the evidence in the shooting but a grand jury hearing won't happen until at least mid-June when Georgia courts, courts reopen from coronavirus restrictions. I'm of the opinion that the case should be presented to the grand jury of Glen County for consideration of criminal charges against those involved in the death of Mr. Arbery, Durden said in, in a statement Tuesday. Durden on Tuesday evening asked the Georgia Borough of Investigation to look into the case. According to the agency, agency director Vic Reynolds issued a video statement on the case Wednesday saying that his team would operate the investigation out of his headquarters and bring to bear every resource and experience this agency has in resolving this matter. What do you... I've, I've been... I've been unusually quiet uh, as it goes to publicly, uh, like I, I, I may post something and I may have a conversation with someone. But my first thought is, what can we do? Now, I am a Christian and I am a believer. I'm a, a man of the gospel. Uh, I am ordained, and so my first question always is: uh, I do I react in prayer and ask God, what do we do? What? How do we respond? What do we say? How do we? What do we consider? First, we want to consider that this is a 25-year-old man. 25 years old. Just reached the quarter of a century mark. The quarter of a century mark. By all accounts, he has his whole life ahead of him. We don't know much about him. We don't know uh, what his goals were. What, what, was, what, was, what was his goals in life we do know that he has a family we do know that in the midst of everything going on this is before the the the, the pandemic this man had his life snatched from him his family had them him snatched from him what do we what what would we do now what what now? What do we do now? After all this is said and done, now we have this this person. We we live in in a world where life is not valued. This there's several things that could have happened. It, 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 as simple as let's call the police if we really think uh, there's something going on. And while I'm not a a fan of just aimlessly calling the police on someone, but you jumped in your truck sirs 
if you one of you thought it was a dangerous situation why would you bring your son but you bring your son give him a shotgun you take your handgun and you chase him and the defense is it was self-defense you jump in the truck and chase him but it becomes self-defense Interesting. What do we as a church, what do we as Christians do? What do we what do we do? Whether we are of the charismatic persuasion, whether we're gospel preaching, whether we're whether we're just Protestant believers, where we whether we are whatever you want to categorize yourself as a Christian whatever category whatever denomination whatever you want to do whether you're white black Hispanic whether you're whether you're Asian whether you're whatever you are but you are a Christian what is your confession what is your what is your proclamation because we hear so much when we agree but the silence silence happens now and this is in my hometown There's so much to be said. There's so many comments about Republican this and Democrat this. There's so much to be said about Joe Biden this and Joe Biden that. There's so much to be said about President Trump this and President Trump that. There's so much to be said. As if you are a friend of my YouTube, you realize that last week I spoke on when to protest. and you know that I have a fairly a fairly uh, my mind is so blank I can't even think of the word I'm looking for but a fully for a fairly diverse friend group even if it's just social media and what scares me is that I have Christian friends that look like me in the sense of my complexion and I have people that don't look like me and whenever things like this happen and it's clear clear cut that the person that was shot was wrong that's what I'm talking about that's what's supposed to happen but now there's silence is it silence because you you believe in the the right to bear arms and you you're worried that this incident is going to change the scope of the second amendment or challenge the scope of the second amendment or are you are you silent because this is not doesn't touch you the same way what what drives you beloved my 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 beloved Christians, those that are believers, what drives you is my my, my thought today is, is what now, now what is that we must follow Christ. We must follow Christ more than we follow anything else. We must be Christian before we're Republican. We must be Christian before we're Democrat. This may not go over as well, but we must even be Christian before we are our race. 
the challenge is uh, sometimes as the, the, the as a as a black Christian man, I don't get an opportunity to be a Christian in the eyes and the perspective of other people before I am a black man. I have to. I can't just function just as a Christian. I I I, I can't even function to say that I have that. Some days I have challenges. Some days that there's some things that get upset. That there's there's never. I wish that. I wish that people held me more accountable as a Christian than they did me as a black man. I wish that I did not have to be the example for every other black person or be compared to. I'll never forget. I was in. New Jersey and I had a man tell me the only reason why I won awards was because I was black. I this is supposed to be the military. This is supposed to be where we, we are blended together. This is supposed to be. But here I am. I'm, I'm I, I my my skin tone, my color matters more than anything else that I could be. I'm not I'm supposed to be an airman, not just a black man. I'm supposed to be an airman, but this skin, this 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 thing, this identifiable thing I can't take off. No matter how much I wish that it was just a level playing for it. How much I wish that that you saw the Christ in me before you saw the color in me. No matter how much I wish that you saw the hard work in me before you saw the color in me. But that is just the reality. Oftentimes in the in in our faith, we we we're asked to be Christian before anything else, and we as we should. But it sometimes it feels, if I'm being honest, if I'm being, if this is we're gonna do this podcast. Let's be honest. Sometimes it feels that that is only a requirement for minorities. That is only a requirement for anyone that's not Republican. That is a requirement for anyone that does not fit into the box of of what you believe is a red-blooded American Christian. We sit, we, we, we put each other in this box, but I, my question to you, my question to you, the believer, and if I'm asking you what now, are you following Christ more than you're following any other principle? Are you following Christ more than you're following Republican principle? Are you following Christ more than you're following Democratic principle? Are you following Christ more than you've, you, 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 you're about the Second Amendment? Because the fact is that we, the, the, the believer, is that we are, of, we are in this world, but we're not of this world. That is scripture, and we are going to say that we're Christians. Which means we're of Christ. It means that we are in the world, but we're not of the world. We are visiting. We are ambassadors for Christ. We are no more than ambassadors for Christ. We happen to be walking in this country, walking in this world. But this is not our home. This is not our home. And and so are you of Christ before you are of anything else? It's hard because only it seems a lot of times that that, 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 that we, the, 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 the black Christian, are told that 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 we should we should we should live in the principles of Christ, which I believe in, that we should forgive because Christ would forgive. But if you ask uh, if you ask a a, 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 a non-black 
Christian. About forgiving the terrorists who, who, who bombed 9-11. If you ask a, a, a non-black Christian or a Caucasian Christian, uh, Caucasian brothers and sisters. About forgiving and loving your enemies. There's this, this heart. Like I'm not sure if I can do that. But we are always called to account to be. The best of Christianity. We are reminded that if you are of Christ and we run to it, we, we really are seeking, not everyone, but I, I can only speak for me and, 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 and the people within my circle that, that happen, that are Christian, that happen to be black. This is not going to be a pretty podcast. This is not, this is not going to go well because I really do seek to be Christian. Before I'm black, but the but I cannot escape the, rat, the 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 reality that I am. That I am. That I am. I, I am what I am. I can't take this skin off. And so my my question to you is, you the Christian, you the the charismatic, you. The Christian. Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, European. Are you a Christian before you're anything else? Are you following Christ? Are you seeking Christ's face? Are you, are you seeking what, what Christ's stance would be? Are you, are, are you, is, is your silence? Because it doesn't fit into... The paradigm doesn't fit into the bubble of your political or social socioeconomic stance. I think about the injustices, I think about what James tells us perfect religion is and perfect religion. Let no man say that he's religious because perfect religion is 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 to to take care of the sick, to, 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 to take care of the widow and the orphan. What does your Christianity look like? I I sit here and I think about it and I Me as a black man, I pray and I think about everything. I pray and I think about what should I say. I really do. I talk to God and say, "Should I have a? Do you want me to? Have, do you have a stance on that? And if, if it is your stance, what is your? I mean, if you do have a stance, what is your stance? How should I? I relate. I, I really do think about these things. I I think about. The, 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 the people that are that are attached to my witness by the glory of God that, that he would attach someone by my, to my witness but I think about the people that are attached to my witness and how they would how how I can lift them up with with what I'm gonna say but I'm asking you now is that are you more committed to Christ are you are you, are you, are you more committed to the, the, the justice that Christ wants or the justice that you see fit are you more committed to your will than you are committed to God's will or are you a Christian before you're anything else. 
What would Jesus say? One of the most famous scriptures, one of the, 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 the most famous scriptures when you ask somebody to, when you ask somebody to quote a scripture, any scripture, they're going to take you to John, the 11th chapter, and they're going to go on down to the 35th verse. And they're going to say Jesus wept. Jesus wept. Why did Jesus wept? It was after Lazarus dies, and he he, he he's dead. And Jesus knows, being Jesus, that he is going to resurrect Lazarus. But he weeps. But then I realized that the weeping is not because Lazarus is dead. I, this is my 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 what I what I believe the revelation that God gives me is that it wasn't. Because Lazarus was dead, but it was when he saw Mary weeping and Martha weeping that it caused him to weep because he saw the pain. He saw the turmoil. He saw the trauma. He knew that he was going to resurrect Lazarus. Because before that, he tells disciples that Lazarus is dead, and I am, and for your sake, I am glad, so that now you can believe. I am going. He knew what it, it, he knew what the will of God was. That the will of God was to resurrect Lazarus, so he would not cry because Lazarus is dead. He is crying because of how Lazarus' death affected those who he cared about. He saw the turmoil. You cannot. You cannot be. Of Christ. You, you, you cannot be of Christ. You cannot be of Christ. And see someone suffering. And not be moved by their suffering. Because even Jesus was moved by the suffering of Mary and Martha. Because he, he knew what he was going to do. And so, my, what would Jesus do? I believe Jesus would weep. I, I believe he would weep. I, I would think he would, would weep. Because he sees those who he cares about. Struggling and suffering, he, he he sees he's he sees people of the black community, it's people of the low socioeconomic status, whether they're black, white, Asian, 
Whatever it is, the low economic status being pushed aside like they, they, they don't matter and they're struggling and they, they, they're living paycheck to paycheck. He would see the injustices that happen in, inside of the, the inner city communities and to the black. He would see how, some, how, how, how one encounter with the police officer has caused this young black man, this young black boy or this young black girl to lose their life before they even begin to live it. He would see it and I believe Jesus would begin to weep. But here's the thing. He says to to Mary Martha, he says, where have you laid him? He asked, come and see, Lord, they answered. Jesus wept. In the midst of action, he's weeping. So while he's weeping, he's going to do something that's going to comfort their sorrow. He's going to take action. What shall you do when you see your brother and sister suffering? What shall you do when you see a community torn down? What shall you do, beloved? You beloved Christian, we as Christians were never meant to be on the sidelines. We have a responsibility to those that are our brothers and sisters and those that need to see Christ. And sometimes people can't see your Christ because they can only see your political party. People can't see Christ because they can only see which 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 you believe in. People can't see your Christ because they can only see your, your business acumen. People can't see Christ because they see your silence more than they see Christ. People want to see Christ and and. When Mary and Martha saw Christ, they saw his compassion because he cried. But not only did he cry, but he took action. Can the non-believer that finds himself in turmoil, can the non-believer, uh, the, the veteran non-believer that now finds himself, him or herself struggling from post-traumatic stress disorder, see the Christ in you through your compassion and action? Or will they only see your silence? Do you only speak up for Christ when when it aligns with what you what you believe politically? Do you only speak up for Christ when it aligns with your lifestyle? Do you only speak up for Christ when when do you now show the Christ? When will people see the Jesus in you through your actions? Is it only on Sundays? Is it only from the pulpit? Is it only, only, only when you're doing church-related things? But we are the church. Jesus wept. But then he took action. It's not enough that you weep in, in, in private. It's, it's not enough that you do that in private. What are you doing to let them know that you are there with them? Jesus wept and he had compassion and he his compassion led to action. Can people see the Christ 
over your political position? Can people see the Christ over your race? Can people see the Christ over the more than where you grew up? Can people see the Christ? There's there's a, a, a nation struggling and they just they need Christ right now. They don't need political posturing and this works even for, for the pandemic right now. They don't want to see that, that every time you get on social media, you're talking about you're talking about this and that. You're talking about democratic posturing. You're talking about Republicans posturing. We they don't need to see uh, partisan uh, 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 viewpoint. They need to see Christ. They need to hear Christ. They need you to preach Christ and preach him crucified. Preach Christ. Preach Christ through your living. Preach Christ through your compassion. Preach Christ through your action. They need to see Christ. There's a, a city in turmoil. If, if you get on the highway... If you come up from up north, you take 95 and you take it all the way down to Georgia. And you'll get to exit 38 and you'll get to exit 36 and you'll get to exit 29. I told you this is where I'm from, so I know it. You get off on exit 29 and you'll see, depending on which way you're coming from, whether north or south, you'll turn left or right and you'll see Satilla Marsh. That's Satilla Marsh, Satilla Shores, rather. Satilla Marsh Elementary School. Satilla Shores. And across the way is it's Fancy Bluff, and down the road is the Brookman community. Down the road, the other way, you end up on St. Simon's Island, which is a tourist attraction. Keep on going. You'll see, I mean, before you get there, you'll see Jekyll Island. You'll see all these tourist attractions. Go in a different direction. You'll see Blythe Island, and, and you'll see a city in turmoil. And what they need now is for the Christian, the Christ, the, the, the church, the, the Christ, to, to weep. But not just to weep, but to to have compassion. They need to see Christ. There's there's a nursing home that's in turmoil, and they don't they they need you to 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 to, to go there and and weep with them to show compassion and take take action. They need to see Christ. What would Christ do? He would show up. He would have sympathy and empathy with you. He would he would have compassion with you. He would he would be saddened. He would be full of emotion from 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 witnessing the trauma that you're going through. He would be full of emotion from witnessing the, the sorrow that you're going through. What would Jesus do? He he would be led to compassion. His compassion would lead to action. What would Jesus do? He would weep. But he wouldn't stop at weeping. He would console you. He would comfort you. And then it lead to action. There's a community in, in turmoil. There's a nation in, in fear. And they need to see the Christ. If this was a sermon this is this is where this is what the crux of the sermon that they need to see Christ they don't need to see who you voted for they they don't need to see uh, uh, make America great again they don't need to see they don't even need to see 
a hope sign. They, they, they need you to be the hope. They need you to be their faith. They don't need to know that you're supporting uh, uh, Joe Biden. They don't need to know that you're supporting uh, uh, Bernie Sanders. They don't need to know that you that that, that you have been uh, you're conservative Republican. They don't need to know that you that you're that you're a, a, a liberal Democrat. They don't need to know that you that you only watch watch Fox News. They don't need to know that you only watch CNN. They don't need to know. Uh, what is your stance on big business? They don't need to know any of that. They need Jesus. They need to see the Christ, the Son of the Living God. They need to see you weeping with them. And though you know. What God is capable of doing in this situation. Though you may know what God is going to do in this situation. You're not weeping because you don't know. You're weeping because there is someone. That is suffering. That is why Jesus wept. And they need to see Christ. And they're not going to see Christ. Unless you go see about them. Unless you show up, you comfort them and then take action. What would Jesus do? What now? He would have empathy and sympathy. He would have compassion. And then he would take action. Because after this, he raised Lazarus from the dead. What would Jesus do? He would have compassion. What would Jesus do? He would take action. Beloved, wherever you are, if you consider yourself to be of Christ, you have to do the things of Christ. If you consider yourself to be of Christ. If you call yourself a Christian. It is your obligation. To live as Christ would live. I don't. This is not the time to say I'm only human. That I'm going to stumble. We're going to fall. You don't. You don't run out the gates. Thinking that you're going to fall. Or saying it's going to happen. You run out the gates trying to win the race. If you stumble, then that happens. But out the gate, you shouldn't start the race saying that you're going to stumble. That you're only human. No, at this point, your job is you have a responsibility to live as Christ would live. You have a responsibility to preach Christ and preach him crucified. You have a responsibility. I will. I hold myself to, to that accountability. My friends hold me to that accountability. I hold my my friends to the accountability because we're trying to we're walking this work walk together in Christ to be walking towards Christ to be more like Christ and less like us. And people can't see Christ because they can only see you. You have a responsibility as a Christian to live as Christ.
what would Christ do? What would Jesus do? He would weep. He would comfort them. He would have compassion. And that would lead him to action. So what should you do? You should have sympathy and empathy. You should weep. The weeping is a sign of sympathy and empathy. And you have compassion. And your, the compassion should lead to your action. If you're going, if you're going to say that you're Christ, this is not the time to be silent. You can't be silent because it. You can't not take a stand for Christ because it conflicts with your political, your social economic, your 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 your, your race, you your. Your orientation. You. Must take the Christ stand. And it's not just. On the. The black. Or the low socioeconomic. Status people. To. Live like Christ. It is on all of us that call ourselves Christians. It is on all of us that calls ourselves Christian to live as Christ. So we have to forgive like Christ. Not just not just the black people. Not just the, the poor people. Not just the lower middle class. But on all of us. We have responsibility to have empathy and sympathy. To comfort and have compassion action. God bless you. God love you. And remember, never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God. Until next time, this has been another episode of the Barnabas Speaks Podcast. Thank you.